1: Boys.
2: Come on, boys! This is a Record room production.
3: All right, we are back for another live show. We are going to be doing this every single Thursday for he- from now until the rest of the year. That's right, our partnership with the Locker Room app is off and running. Guys, I am so excited we're going to be doing this. Um, If you uh, recall, I usually ramble while I tweet out links. I will let you know we are always sponsored by the great people over at betonline.ag. They are the spot to gamble. If you want to look at you know, the NBA, conference races are heating up as teams prepare for their run to the playoffs. Major League Baseball is going. Major League Soccer is just around the corner. If you love golf, hockey, MMA, championship, uh, boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup, BetOnline has you covered. For all the odds and real-time updates, it's the place to be. Get over to Bet Online. Dot AG today, and of course, locker room. That's where this show is. We are coming to you live every single Thursday from here on out. Locker room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can start or join ongoing conversations. We can watch games together, react to the big news, rumors, games. You know it, you love it. Get over here, join us over at locker room. Talk to other sports friends, insiders. It's awesome. All you have to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, and you can get going. Create a profile, link your Twitter account, join any league group you want. We're in the Big 12 group. Follow me at Scott Wildcat. Get notified when we go live here at Bosco's Boys. Like I said, we're going live on Locker Room every single Thursday from here on out to the rest of the year. We're going live at 6 today. We are probably going to think about pushing it back to seven if that's what the folks want um, it, it's a good time I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, seeing how we can grow this uh, we, we got a lot to talk about tonight all sorts of transfer stuff going on um, we got oh look at this I love it we already have folks in the room we're going to start inviting everyone up to speak yep. Yes chef we will talk we will talk recruiting and got drew in here from Kso. We have all sorts of folks up here. I tried to invite drew and Evan up. I hope you guys come on up. hopefully we don't have any issues uh, going through it. Um, we're gonna go around just live just live talk through real quick. We're gonna go around the room We're gonna start with the co-host Grant and then we're gonna go around. The intro question today for everyone is going to be, A, what are you drinking? B, of the two basketball transfers, Mark Smith and Marquise Noel, who are you most excited for? And the final one is going to be, um, what's your favorite all-time K-State football uniform combo? Not a lot to pick from, but there are a handful. So, Grant, let's hear them. Drinking a coconut Lacroix,
4: and uh, I I would definitely say Mark Smith. He's got good size, power five experience, and best combo that I've seen. I like the white cat script, white pants, purple jersey.
3: I love it. We're going to go to the good chef next. Chef, what are you sipping on? Uh, which basketball transfer are you looking forward to? And what's your favorite cat's uh, football uniform?
5: Drinking that beautiful Grove City tap water. Uh, my favorite, well, no, the uh, transfer, I'm going to go Noel. Um, Noel, however you want to say it. Um, he seems like he's going to bring a, a nice dynamic off the bench behind Pack. something we're going to need, some shooting. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say all purple. All purple. We took the L, pretty bad L on those, but I'm going to go all purple with the purple pants.
3: I love it. Evan D. Shanelanilak, one of my favorite guys when it comes to Ask Bosco questions. Evan, how are you doing tonight? Let us know what you're drinking. Give us your uniform and what uh, transfer you're looking forward for.
6: I'm doing good, Scott. Um, I'm just drinking water tonight. Um, As far as a uniform combo goes, I'd go with the all whites, even though I think they're cursed. Um, And then basketball transfer, I'm most excited for Marquise, just because he's a small guy. First uh, basketball player in college that I've seen that's shorter than me on a K state team. I love it. I I
3: think I might be the same height as him, and that's not good. And then our first ever big-time celebrity insider, the greatest intern that K-State Online has ever had, Drew Galloway. Drew, how are you doing, my friend? Uh Uh-oh. Come on, Drew. Unmute. Oh, no. Drew's broken.
4: Oh, no. Oh, no. He said he can't hear anything, so he's got to leave. Okay, well, I have to come, come back. back.
3: He's coming back. Yep. So, Galloway, folks. Yep, Drew Galloway. When Drew comes back, we will talk uh, a little K-State football recruiting because he is an expert when it comes to that. Uh, but let's talk about some of the basketball transfers first. Um you know, I, I'll say this. I'm excited about both transfers. I know some people were not as high on those transfers as, uh, as me. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, but I think both those guys are going to bring a great dynamic to the team. Drew's back, so let's get Drew up here. Let's see if we can figure out Drew's mic, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Tried to invite him up to speak. Okay, well, we're going to keep talking basketball uh, transfers until that happens. Um, so I, I know, I know uh, Marquise Noel not uh, not a great height, not great competition, but the dude was getting buckets, and he has some swagger to him. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, we'll go to Ev- okay. Finally, Drew's here. All right, we'll, we'll come to Evan here in a second. Drew, try to unmute and see if you can talk. <laughs> oh, jeez,
5: not looking good, Coach. Oh,
3: Drew, Drew, rest rest in peace, man. This is not not a good look for our guy, Drew. Uh, you know, college kids can't figure out this sting technology. It's not a good look for him. I hope he's passing all his classes. Get dy in here. I don't think dy. I think he's an Android guy, so I don't think he can join. Still waiting on uh, Android app. So uh, we'll just keep talking uh, basketball uh, transfer for a minute until Drew can figure out his uh, his app. Uh, Evan, so we'll, we'll come to you first. Um, Marquise Noel was the first one. What was your first reaction when you saw it come through? Were you underwhelmed? Were you like me getting excited for this guy? Uh, le- let me know uh, where you were when that news came through.
6: Um, I didn't know really anything about him, uh, except the first thing I saw was just uh, being 5'7". Um, but watching the highlight video on YouTube was pretty nice. Um, just... Checking up some pretty deep threes gets me excited.
3: Nice. Chef, what was your reaction when the small king decided to come to K-State?
5: I was excited. I mean, the highlights, you know he's a New York kid, so I think Shane Southwell's putting all the recruiting effort in on the transfer market for us, but um, he's got ball handling ability. you got to have that. Um, I was just – when I saw him, I was just a little – worried about what role he was going to play on the team because it seems like he wants to get here and get minutes so i mean we got packed so where he fits in but if he could put the ball on the, the court handle it dish it out and and chuck up some threes and score i'm all for him
3: grant what do you think about a guy joining the basketball team that is shorter than you
4: i don't love it i mean that's my first reaction, is that this guy's size is a little bit alarming. Um, coming into, you know, a Power 5 league, um, if you're 5'7", then you better be an absolute baller. You better be, like, a clear cut from the rest of the pack if you're going to be that size um, at this level. But, you know, statistically, averages like 20 a game. Um, pretty s- decent uh field goal percentage from three um like 36 over his career um so i mean if he can shoot the ball well and fit into our um our system defensively um then he could be a good addition um i really what we need to be looking for is just can he take some pressure off of pack and so that pack doesn't have to feel that brunt all the time so um I don't know it's gonna be hard to tell um the 5-7 definitely scares me but certainly uh gonna have to wait and see
3: definitely all right so drew this is the final chance if your mic doesn't work you're banned for life so drew, no. do you have it working
0: yeah we're, we're good we're good I, I have no idea what was going on at first
3: like i couldn't hear a damn thing
0: but we're, okay. we're good now
3: okay that's what i like to hear all right so uh Tell me what you're sipping on, if anything. Uh, favorite of the two <laughs> basketball transfers. And then your favorite K-State football uniform.
0: Uh, all right. So right now we're sipping on water because we've got to hydrate before I go out tonight, you know. <laughs> and then uh, my favorite of the two transfers is easily Mark Smith. I think that Mark Smith's going to come, come in right away and start. And I can't see him doing any worse than DeJuan did. And I think Mark Smith is a lot better of a shooter. And for by far favorite football uniform, all whites. The Liberty Bowl—that's about as good as it's gonna get. Drew, where well,
4: does uh, where do college kids go out these days in Manhattan? Where are you gonna be going?
0: Uh, so tonight it's fifty cent wells and dollar doubles at uh, Yard Bar from eight to nine. Not Yard Bar. <laughs> and then uh, after that. Uh, we usually go to O'Malley's and hang out there for a while and then it depends on who else we see for uh, where we go after that. Well,
3: I got I got a headache even just hearing that. 50
0: cents wells <laughs> and
4: dollar doubles. Good luck. Sir. Oh, it's Do
0: it, it do
4: it while you can
3: while, you're yeah, while you can handle it.
0: I only have 5 weeks left, so got, got to got to do it again.
3: Perfect. Well, let's let's talk a little bit K-State football recruiting since Drew is in the house. First, I'm just going to get a temperature check from the good chef and Evan. Um, there there was a kind of quasi-meltdown on uh, the boards. It didn't really t- trickle out to Twitter because it wasn't a big thing on Twitter. But uh, a young man from Alabama chose West Virginia. K-State fans didn't even know anything about him until a couple days ago. Gerald Williams choosing West Virginia. Chef, were you one of those crazy people who got all up in your feelings about a guy you didn't even know about two weeks ago? No. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. I mean,
5: the timing was really the only issue because we got all excited. He visited practice, said he's committing soon. That was really the only connection we had to him. And I didn't even – I didn't get my hopes up have we ever really commit, had a kid from Alabama commit? The only kid I could think on the football team from Alabama was
3: Glenn Williams, like seven years ago. So I wasn't looking too forward to that guy. Okay. What's your, where's your uh, heart at when it comes to K-State football recruiting? Are you thinking everything's fine? Are you worried? Give me your temperature check. We'll get Evan involved and then we'll let Drew talk people off the ledge. If anyone's freaking out too much.
5: I'm I'm not too concerned about the in-state recruiting. always going to be an issue because P- he, climate said that we're going to lock down the area. Didn't happen so far, but I mean, when I'm thinking recruiting this season, it's all about those Hayes kids and the emotions that they're playing with. But like Dy said, and a whole bunch of other people that are on the inside, that they're when they finally open up the recruiting w- from this dead period and have, th- have the kids visit campus. I think we're going to get a flurry of kids and everybody will be happy just like every other year.
3: <laughs> All right. Evan, wh- where's your head and heart at when it comes to K-State recruiting right now?
6: Um, I think it's fine. Honestly, I'm not, not following recruiting too much. Um, honestly, I do that's like smart. Part, that's honestly what, smart. Yeah. <laughs> I I like what we've done with the transfers so far, though, this year. So um, I I trust Kleiman. All right, good deal. Before we
3: head over to Drew, our favorite Jimmy Goheen is in the room. Uh, Jimmy, our intro question to everyone so far has been, as always, what did you sip in? Second, which of the two basketball transfers are you most excited for? And third, what is your all-time favorite K-State football uniform?
7: Wow. Um I have some lid and livet, uh American oak I think. So it's a nice decent scotch. And then I am most excited probably about um for next year Smith just because I think he can shoot it and I think he will help fill the role that that uh Gordon is leaving, but uh, I like the way he shoots the ball, and I think that this team needs that badly, and hopefully he can pick up rebound and those kinds of things and be on par with uh, some of what Juan did. And then last, uniform?
3: Yep, K-State football uniform.
7: Well, um, I'm going to go with, with the uh, – the bowl game uniform under Kleinman, the, the all whites.
3: That's been a popular one. All right. Um, so we're getting, we're we're talking a little K-State football recruiting since Drew is in the house. So Drew, I want you to give us your expert opinion. Uh, where has K-State football recruiting so far this cycle done well? What have they not done as well? And what do you think the next couple months are going to hold for the cats?
0: Uh, so, To start, that was first that was very rational by everybody. Like Ger- Gerald Williams, like I even messaged you about like nobody really knew who he was a couple weeks ago. I didn't know that Gerald Williams even existed until last Friday.
3: Well, no one who <laughs> listens to Bosco's <laughs> voice or the crazy people on K C Online. They all hate us. They think we're grifters and all that type of stuff. So uh, it's a mm-hmm. rational group of boneheads.
0: So what they've done well this cycle, I think it's something that they've done well in every cycle so far with, uh, getting in early on kids before they explode, which eventually they need to start closing on those kids that they get in on or 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 early in on. But, uh, like I really like Jaden Rowe, who is a corner out of Oklahoma. K-State was one of the first to offer. And then Oklahoma came knocking and, Uh, I really like Chase Kennedy, who they just offered on Saturday, and I hope that his blow-up doesn't happen, but it's looking like it's trending towards he's going to get some big offers soon, too. Um, What they haven't done well, and it's just something that it's hard everywhere right now. Like Iowa State only has one commit. Iowa only has two. But they need to start getting pressure and like getting commits. But now, with the light at the end of the tunnel, with the dead period likely being over on uh, June 1st, that's likely not going to happen. And another thing that they need to do well, or do well more, is I think they need to establish relationships better, especially with in-state kids. Uh, I, I love Taylor Bratt. Everybody loves Taylor Bratt, but he can't be the only one with a major relationship with the in-state guys. I feel like they get kind of overlook the relationship aspect on the in-state guys, which is odd because they really prioritize in-state recruiting. But I think they need to take that next step and get kids to like want to talk to their positional coach more than Taylor. And then th- this next few months are gonna be pretty light i think until june july and i think june and july we could see a flurry of commits not just a case of like everywhere so every, everybody needs to kind of get, get get prepared because june july it's gonna be really hot and heavy and there's gonna be kids flying off the board everywhere
3: yep i, I love to hear it so Now I want to get everyone's uh, take on we talked a little bit about basketball transfers coming in, football transfers coming in, the big five we've already talked about for the most part. But Cade Warner, that is Kurt Warner's son, has transferred in. He's coming to K-State. He's a wide receiver, Um, has never scored a touchdown, has 30 receptions for 230 yards over three seasons. He was a team captain, was a walk-on, put-on scholarship. He's coming to k on scholarship. Um, let's just get everyone's reaction when you saw that news. And uh, what are your thoughts on them taking a wide receiver transfer when there's seemingly some big glaring holes still on the defense when it comes to, you know, nickelback, uh, safety depth? And even if you're going to take a wide receiver, really, Cade Warner – Um, I think this is the worst pickup they've taken uh, in the transfer market since they've been here. I'm very down on it. Let's go to – we'll go to Jimmy first. Jimmy, what's your take on it? Are you going to talk me down off the ledge or are you going to join me with a little bit of head scratching with this one?
7: Well, I I mean, I can see why I don't – I think it's more of a culture locker room kind of guy to bring in over a guy that's a dynamic playmaker. I mean, mean, certainly, if you average eight yards a catch or whatever he had at Nebraska, you're not getting some explosive athlete that's going to stretch the field. But he was a team captain, so obviously he's a guy that his teammates liked up there. And uh, they must believe that he can help out in that regard and and be a good kid in the locker room. and um, You know... Play a role as a maybe a you know short yardage kind of receiver, but I I wouldn't imagine if he's in our top three receivers we're probably in trouble. If he's number four or five, I'm good with that.
3: All right, Evan, what do you think about it? Is Kurt Warner tweeting about Case State a couple times worth it, or what? What's your reaction to this?
6: Um, I was excited when I saw it was Kurt Warner's son, and then kind of less afterwards. Um. But I, I think it's worth it for um, a locker room standpoint, for sure, um, but, and just having an older receiver on the team. But other than that, eh, just kind of a meh transfer for me. All right, uh, Grant, where's your head at? Is, is
3: using a scholarship, another scholarship for a quote-unquote locker room guy, good from our uh, best friend Chris Kleiman?
4: um i mean i agree with jimmy i think if you're wanting to fix the culture this looks like a deaf guy that can be a leader in the wide receiver room um i mean i guess it's fine to have kurt warner chilling in manhattan as well but i'm not sure how many recruits 18 year olds 17 year olds even know who kurt warner is anymore i mean the game moves by very quickly um so i don't really think that that's much of a benefit but uh
3: That was sarcasm by me. Like, for for what it's (laughs) worth, anyone who's listening on the RSS feed, I don't think Kurt Warner sending out a couple tweets about K-State football does anything at all.
4: Yeah, I, like, don't think that anybody knows who the fuck Kurt Warner is anymore. But uh, it doesn't concern me that much. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not a good pickup in terms of production, but we saw what just how out of control the locker room got last year. So if you want to just sprinkle in a few more – leaders that you can trust going forward and then kind of building around them with it some further, uh, some more talented guys, then, you know, that's okay.
3: But maybe uh, let's stop. Let's stop there. I I, I hear you. All right. We're going to go to chef. I'm going to change up the question a little bit for you, chef. How much of a worry is it for you that they're taking a locker room culture guy with a scholarship, even after you allegedly had gotten rid of all the problem guys from the locker room. Is it concerning at all that you're still having to bring more good guys in? It's a little concerning, just, I mean, just like everybody else said
5: that you've got to bring in this locker room guy that brings no production to the field. I don't think he's going to do anything substantial for us. I could be wrong, but I mean, you see it with the, the transfer of Jay Harris. I mean, if you can't make it in this linebacker room, obviously either, I mean, he had the pedigree coming out of high school, so either that means he was a a headache or he just wasn't cutting and he was overrated. But there are obviously still some people in this room that are perpetuating this toxic, toxic locker room thing. I also had a question on what Drew was saying about um, Taylor Bratt being the recruiting guy for – Basically every prospect we get, where's the balance? Do we find of like, I mean, you got your Van Malones who's going to recruit at a high end, supposedly getting on these kids. But then, where do you balance a good positional coach that's not old and a young positional coach that will recruit but maybe not have get the most out of guys on the football team? That's I just wanted to know that. Uh, I mean, there's there's a balance for sure. And I I just think that
0: at some point, like they need to foster these relationships and make them better. Like, and and to like, to your point, like with your question, uh, for what it's worth, I think that coach Tui is one of the better developers of players on the staff. Like he's not like an amazingly like charismatic, big recruiter guy like Brian Anderson or Van Malone are. It's like you need that balance, but like I would like them to take that next step with relationships, especially with guys in state, because I I think that having Taylor is number is one of the best things about this staff. But like somebody needs to take that next step and foster those big relationships because they can't be losing guys like Caden Crawford again.
3: All right, I totally agree with you, and I'm not going to throw any uh, coaches under the bus. <clears throat> Steve Starr, <clears throat> he sucks. Uh, but uh, Grant wanted to uh, chime in with Jesus. something. Gr- Grant, Grant, what what did you want to chime in? Grant? Grant's dead. Grant died. Okay. So well, while we're waiting for Grant to come God damn back – he okay, let's, let's hear
4: button. it. Okay, so one thing, just to bring it back a little bit to Warner, um, you know, one thing that Drew said I think kind of ties together that, you know, I think the staff is good at finding talent kind of before it blows up, which I think is consistent with what I've been thinking for climbing and the climbing era and what I think is apparent in the climbing era is that They're pretty good at evaluating talent and evaluating players and um, developing players that are not necessarily in the spotlight or in the fringes. You know, our best player is Deuce Vaughn, who had, you know, little love in the recruiting trail. You know, he had some offers here and there. But um, the second we saw him, we thought, we got to sign this guy and look at what happened. So it's not to say that Warner is going to be like a huge splash by any means, but I wouldn't be surprised if they saw tape on this guy and they think we can develop this person into a reliable possession receiver, um, a reliable contributor in some way and have him be also more um, a puzzle piece in the culture. So I don't think it's like a total loss and I do trust this staff in that regard.
5: And just a one year holdover basically from, from the, this season i mean you're only going to get one year at him cuz he's only got one year eligibility left if i'm if i'm not mistaken so i mean the the scholarship doesn't bother me cuz we have probably five or five i think open that that can be used um but like scott's original question we have holes at nickel at safety that we could definitely use the bodies but we could only put 11 guys on offense and defense so i mean we're gonna to have to get these essential pieces that'll help the chemistry of the locker room for sure, though.
3: Yeah, and he he will he has two years uh, to play. Uh, this will be his traditional senior year, but again, with everyone um, who was on rosters last year, they will get that bonus year to have a super senior season. So we'll see what happens. Um, some little birdies have told me that he wants to uh, get into coaching, um, you know, as his career. So maybe you see him move over to a GA uh, position um, after this year, maybe in two years. So we'll see what happens. I want to go to Jimmy because again, I respect his opinions on basically everything. How would you uh, grade out climbing and his staff when it comes to roster composition and scholarship? allocation because that has been one of the biggest complaints i have when i look at how they put together recruiting boards and rosters um and i'm a big climbing guy um where where are you at when it comes to that or do you not have that worry or do you think maybe i i'm a good right to have that that worry with them
7: i i think you're right to have the worry although i think the dynamic of everything that's happened in the last year to nine months with COVID and, and uh, the BLM stuff in the summer, I think to me changes my evaluation. I'm like you, if I just graded it, I mean, it would be average sea level management. But I think there are some things that happen that, I'm not going to say, I mean, everybody dealt with it, but I think when you're building a new team and a new roster, and you probably took some chances on some guys in your first recruiting class, the worst possible scenario was to have a, have a chance and an opportunity where you weren't going to be able to be around those guys for a large, large, long amount of time in a spring and a summer when you can kind of build the culture and bring maybe a few guys in that you took a chance on. And I think they lost that, which I think led to some of the issues we saw in the fall with transfers and losing players. And even, you know, up until, you know, to the, to Jay Harris in the spring. So, I mean, I'm with you, Scott. I, I think it's definitely a concern, but I'm, I think they almost get some extra time because this was such a goofy, tough situation, especially with ha- when they came in and what they were dealing with. That I'm willing to be a little more patient than I maybe would be, because I just think this this year made it crazy for everybody. And you saw those teams that had established talent in place. I mean, I think Iowa State benefited it from it from, or as much as any team in the conference, because they had a bunch of guys that had been there, done that were together, had their culture built, had experience, and they they used it to their advantage and had a, had a great season because of it. Probably even better than they might have had without COVID. So, I mean, but what do we do for the that, players? That's are... why, so, yeah, go ahead. So, so no, I that's where that's where I'm at with that, Scott
5: chef what did you have i was i was just saying he was talking about the the chemistry and not being around the guys and i mean that would be my concern like if you're adding a uh, tra- one of these transfer kids that have been in the portal and you're bringing them in after the spring and probably going to be a little bit through the summertime i mean how much chemistry can you build with these guys especially if they're not one year one year off kids like that are playing their super senior season or whatever, and you're going to – like a Julius Brintz. They they knew him, and they brought him in for the whole spring. They got to know him, build that chemistry. If you're bringing in a kid like um, a Jay Harris situation where he has three years of eligibility, you, you're not going to know him bringing him in for the summer, so you might just end up with the same problem.
3: Ready for a hot take? Ready for a hot take, Chef, and everyone in the room? Yeah, I eat. think – Being around for the summer is more important than the spring because the summer is going to foster that camaraderie with your teammates because the coaches can't be around. You're going to have, you know, the captain's practice, as Coach Kleiman has referenced in his two spring uh, uh, press conferences. Uh, The captains are going to get together. They're going to run seven on seven. They're going to be in the weight room. Uh, you know, the guys in the trenches are going to be running boards and all that type of stuff, and the skill players doing seven-on-seven. Seven, they're doing team practices that the coaches just aren't involved in. And I think as long as you get these folks in, say you get the next guy uh, the, the next guy up there that you want uh, to, to play, get him into the program, you get Cade Warner. If he's there for the entire summer, I think you're going to get – that sort of uh, buy-in that you're referencing, Andre. Yeah, but, I mean,
5: what I'm thinking of is more you're getting the kids that you want. These kids, a lot of them that are in the transfer portal that aren't super seniors, they're kids that have not played on the field. So you don't know how they practice. They haven't been in pads. You haven't been around them in pads. So they're not here for the spring where they're hitting in pads, all this stuff. You're getting them in the summer, no pads, seven on seven, like you said. And you got to wait till that fall – to get them in pads. And now you're taking a chance on a kid that might not be worth shit.
3: I mean, that is a good point. I'm going to send it over to Drew because, you know, he has the contacts. He's, he might be kicking the tires on some of this stuff. What sort of transfers will this staff be looking for to fill in that nickel position to fill in possibly another safety? Are they going to be trying to find someone similar to, A Jay Harris exiting who you had a good recruiting pedigree, a high three star, had some big offers but hadn't seen the field yet. Or are they going to, you know, go down the level and try to find someone with playing experience, even if it is just for a super senior level or season to kind of bridge the gap for all these true freshman defensive backs they're bringing in? I think that we've seen what we've seen from
0: this staff is that they don't like going at guys that haven't seen the field yet as a transfer. So I'd imagine that another nickel and maybe another safety would be somebody that's seen the field, likely like a an FCS transfer that could transfer up. But like I I have no names right now, but I would imagine it would be somebody that would transfer up and that's already played and has like played a lot. Because there there's a lot of guys that have been in the portal that uh, fans have posted in on the message board, and it's kind of like if they haven't played, I don't think this staff would take a chance on. them.
3: Definitely. well we'll go down to Evan well I't I haven't swung it around to my guy, Evan D Shannel uh, So Evan, what do you want to see them target with some of these last scholarships in the transfer portal? Do you want them to continue to go after guys who have played, who, probably, who might be at, towards the end of their career? Or do you, would you prefer them to take a chance maybe on a guy who had a little bit of a recruiting pedigree, uh, didn't see the field at his original school, maybe could have three, four years at nickelback or at
6: safety? Um, I'd be fine with both. I think for the nickel position, definitely want someone that has played a lot, though. Um, for other positions, more okay with the uh, two three years left of eligibility, um, but definitely want a guy that has starting experience on the uh, nickel position.
3: All right, Grant, I'm going to come up to you. You and I are both massive T.J. Smith fans. He hasn't been able to participate in spring ball. Um, if, if, if you see a crystal ball and you're like, all right, TJ Smith is going to be healthy for the full 12-game schedule plus bowl game, and he's going to be a guy who's going to factor in at nickel and safety. Um, If you get that assurance, would you spend one of the two remaining scholarships you can bring in for the 2021 season on secondary, or would you look elsewhere? I would still go with secondary. Um, Even with TJ Smith healthy, I don't think that
4: that's enough. Quality depth. And I mean, we saw last year just how easy it is um, in this game to have extreme depth issues with just a few injuries. So, um, and TJ Smith is really young. So he got, you know, a handful of games last year at the, you know, in and out of safety. And, I definitely would still go for an experienced secondary member, even even with a healthy T.J. Smith. And I think he's going to be a good player, too. But, um, you know, quality depth
3: makes everybody better. So I'd feel more comfortable going for another guy. All right, I'm going to go down to Jimmy. Jimmy, we've all been talking about the depth in the secondary. That's where we saw a lot of guys leave the program. We can hypothesize as to why we can hypothesize to a lot of things. Um, Knowing what you know and seeing the situation we're in, would you wave a magic wand and try to bring back any of those secondary guys if you could? Uh, And if you could, who would it be?
7: Oh, that's a good question. Um, Definitely would, would try to bring at least one of those guys back. And I think, Pigging back of what you just said, I think they definitely should probably try to bring in a transfer that can that can play the nickel, if not safety. Um, man, I'm trying to think of who the biggest impact loss we had.
3: Um, I mean, I would go with – personally, I would go with Lance Robinson because I – he, he was like my quote-unquote guy – very early on, and he he was one of those guys who did the four game red shirt rule in that inaugural season. I really attached myself to Lance. Um, I, I think if you had him, you'd be able to slide maybe Echo into the slot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I I am a oh no. Are, are Grant? Are you calling me a dumbass or a chef? <laughs> no, I can't yeah. keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Chef. Okay, so oh, hold on. I, I, I want. I, sorry, Jimmy. I, I know <laughs> you, you. We were talking but I want to get Chef up here. Yeah, Jeff, go for it. Chef, go, go to bat for saying you would. You want to use the two scholarships on linebackers because I'm buying into Coach Kleiman, and uh, I'm going to say, all right, we're going to be okay at linebacker. Sell us on why you want to bring in two linebackers. Well, my my thing is after the after the talent gap.
5: From the first and second tier linebackers, there's a serious drop off because I mean you haven't seen them play. Uh, I think it's what Austin Moore and Nick Allen, who's like a seventh year senior as well, and hasn't seen the field. So I mean you got those you got those guys, and after Daniel Green and Fletcher, who's been hurt all of spring, you got nothing. So you bring in two more guys and at least let them be hybrid guys like a Wayne Jones who's still playing nickel. So, I mean, it's not like they don't have bodies out there. Would I use both of them? Probably not, but I would at least use one and have the other possibly be a nickel. But that's in this, you said in the situation where you have TJ Smith, the heat seeking missile fully healthy for 12 games, you don't need anybody else. Cause you got, you got depth behind that. you got three starting corners, And Justin Gardner, that could play the nickel position.
3: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I disagree with you, but, you know, that is what it is. We got Hayes who just joined us. Hayes, every time someone joins the stage, we ask them three questions. One, what are you drinking on today? Two, I'm looking at your profile. You are a K-State fan. So, please uh, let us know which of the two basketball transfers so far you're most excited for, Mark Smith or Marquise Noel? And third, what is your all-time favorite K-State football uniform? Um, unfortunately, right now I'm not sipping on anything
2: because I'm walking dogs, but when I get back, it'll be a banquet course for sure.
3: Um,
2: what were the other – I remember the uh,
3: favorite transfer. Yeah, Marquise per- uh, Noel or Mark Smith.
2: I mean, dogs got How would it not be? Dogs fun? got him.
8: The dogs ate him.
2: Yeah.
8: The dogs <laughs> ate him. We're losing you you me?
2: Hayes. Can you hear me it again now? Oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I think it'd be pretty fun watching Marquise Noel, 5'7, be able to score a basketball. <laughs> I mean, how's that not more fun than watching Mark Smith, some other guy that, I mean, I think they can both have a pretty decent impact. Marquise Noel scored. 16-some points at his old college. And I think if anything can transfer, it's being able to shoot a basketball.
3: Awesome, man. What's your favorite K-State football uniform? Are you a classic, or do you like some of the change-ups we've had over time?
2: Um, I was a big fan of the first white helmet.
7: The camo one?
2: Uh, No, just the – did we ever shoot? Just to both Cats one.
7: I couldn't remember I, if we
3: ever had a white one with the power cap. Yeah, we, we, we did, and that, that was in the bowl game and the first white helmet. I didn't know if you meant the white camo one, which was the first ever white, uh, white helmet that we've had in my life, so I love it. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Ethan, who's just kind of listening in. I see he's a Mizzou fan. Uh, if you want to hop up on stage and give us a uh, scouting report on Mark Smith and your perspective of him, you're more than welcome to. Uh, you can ask us any questions about Dejuan Gordon. We did basically like an NBA trade. Um, otherwise, uh, thanks for joining us in the room. I appreciate it. Um, uh, but just invite yourself up if you want to let us know anything about Mark Smith. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting basketball, ride. I we'll, we'll do a quick round table. There's currently one open basketball scholarship left. Well, uh-huh. can't talk right now, but give me the Jordan takes, uh, LeBron is better than Jordan. So there's my Jordan take. All right, we're going to go around the room of everyone who is on stage. What do you want to see with the last basketball scholarship? I think the pipe dream, you can maybe dream about CJ Nolan. You can dream about another spring ad or maybe another transfer. There's that uh, Muhammad guy uh, from uh, Wake Forest. What, what's it, Jimmy? What, what's the Wake Forest transfers name that we're going after?
7: Ismail Musad, Musad.
3: Wow, I am. That's not a good look for me,
7: uh, Musad.
3: <laughs> uh, I have. He wants. He wants the Gordon takes, not the. Jordan oh, Gordon section. hot <laughs> takes. Okay, so so we're gonna go around. We're gonna go around the room. Tell me how you want to see K State <laughs> use uh, the final scholarship, and then also give our friend Ethan a uh, Dejuan Gordon hot take or anything about Dejuan Gordon. We're gonna start with uh, – we're going to start with Hayes. Hayes, what do you want to see K-State do with that final basketball scholarship and then let Ethan know uh, any any DeJuan Gordon takes?
2: Uh, I'd love to get a four. Uh, somebody that can come in after Monte, maybe be similar to an Antonio Gordon, but hopefully be able to shoot the ball a little bit prettier. Um, I think we're looking pretty nice at center now, even though I see some comments places – Saying that we need one, but I really like Lingard and Casey's all right defensively, and Davion's also obviously uh, such a talent. And I think we got the guards we want now. Uh, I think it'd be nice to
3: just grab a team player, someone to be like the garbage man at the four. So that would be the exact difference uh, from the Wake Forest guy we're in on. So you you want a garbage guy, not a guy who can uh, be a little pretty and shoot it out from three. I mean, obviously, that'd be great. Um,
2: I don't know as much as about the transfers that we're looking at now as I should. But if we could get a score, obviously, that'd be wonderful. But I'm just not – I'm thinking like the whoever's going to come in off the bench after Monte seems fairly empty. Um, I don't have a lot of hope in Sir E. Lewis. I know some people do. Um, but, yeah, that's my thought there.
3: I love it. Got a Dejuan uh, Dejuan Gordon take for our friend Ethan who's listening in. Mm. I
2: don't know. I love Dejuan. He was probably my favorite player on the team. So, just for his personality and everything, but I don't know. I don't really have much of a hot take. I thought it was a little bit funny seeing him want to leave for a bigger offensive impact when he shot 26% from three, but – Maybe he can get that cleaned up.
3: I like it. I like it. We'll, we'll go to Evan. Evan, what do you want to see k sit do with that final basketball scholarship? And Do you have a DeJuan Gordon hot take?
6: Yeah, I'd take anybody one through four. Um, like Hayes was saying, I think a four is probably the best one to use. Um, I think Bruce has kind of talked about not using the scholarship, and I think he should do that pretty much regardless of who he gets. Um they can just transfer away next spring if we don't use them anyway. Um, as far as uh, Dejuan Gordon, I think he's probably going to improve quite a bit from three this next year um, just to piss me off.
3: I love it. Chef, what do you want to see us do with that final uh, scholarship? A lot of folks want to find a four Are you wanting a four? Do you think we got shot, CJ Nolan? If he gets out of his letter of intent, what's the chef think? I would, I would like,
5: uh, I would like the four just because he's a nice set shooter. I mean, just get us some perimeter offense. But I mean, CJ Nolan, bring him in, develop him. He's a thick body boy, so you know, I, I, you know, I like the thick boys. But give me the, give me. I would actually. Give me a two behind Mike McGurl that can shoot, and I'd be just as happy. Just perimeter offense, somebody that can set shoot, and I'll be happy. We could run small ball with Davion in the center and have Selton run point, but just all kinds of different mismatches, as long as you get that nice corner set shotter.
3: And any any uh, Dejon Gordon information for our friend Ethan? I mean, he was, he was, he could finish around the basket like nobody else he had some nice up and unders uh
5: but he his jump shot is all kinds of broken defense was defense was all right nice hustler we had so many high hopes for that four star out of chicago man god we were we were all slobbering over
3: it we haven't heard from drew for a bit drew uh, let's talk a little basketball What do you want them to do? Maybe give us what you think Bruce is going to do and then uh, any Dejuan Gordon hot take.
0: Uh, I mean, what I personally would like them to do is to find another guard that can shoot because I feel like this team is always one ball handler, or one shooter. Like, they they need one more always on every team. But, like, I feel like they're going to go with a stretch four. And, I mean, I like Masad, but I – I'd just rather see a guard because I like the lineup that Sultan Salton playing the four the most out of any lineup that K-State has. And my Dejuan hot take, elite finisher, elite hustler,
3: great rebounder for a guard, cannot shoot. All right, we're going to go to Grant, and then we'll have Jimmy finish us out on this question. Grant, what do you want to see them do with that final scholarship and any Dejuan hot takes?
4: Um man, honestly, I have so little faith in any of these transfers panning out, which I know is super negative. I'm just feeling on, down on time right out, now. Time who, who time out. Time out. The last time you were
3: on to... time out. The last time you were on the show, didn't you have your hot take to end it? We were going to finish sixth in the Big Twelve. Uh, I don't think so. I think I said KU was going to lose or something.
4: I wasn't nah, on the last uh,
3: locker room, but no, uh, the last one you were on,
4: which I guess show? was the
3: only. The locker room show.
4: Yeah, the last one I was on. I don't think I said that,
3: but maybe, maybe. Okay, but wrote, someone go say, back and find the tape. I'm pretty sure you did.
4: Well, I said if you would have let me speak, I said I'm down on hoops right now in this moment. But uh, who do I want to see come in? I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I guess you know, Ismail Masood. Um, I'm not going to pretend I've watched him because I haven't, but his frame and build kind of fits the mold of a player that we're lacking, you know, that stretch floor. Statistically, he's okay, about eight points a game, two and a half boards a game. But, again, can he defend? I don't know. I feel like – and I could be blanking, but, like, who – what transfers have come in to Bruce's program? that has been like really super successful. I just feel like it takes such a specific type of player to play in our program because it's so defensive um, specific and we want to play in a very specific way on defense. So I just don't like ever, I feel like maybe it's just right now, but I don't feel like I ever have a whole lot of faith in any transfers coming in and making a big impact um, because it takes time to learn in this system for us to really be successful. And that's why I think that Bruce's programs have taken the ups and downs that they have in the time amount of time that they have. Um, so we'll see. And I could be wrong, you guys. I might be forgetting a transfer that you can throw in my face. But uh, DeJuan Take, I don't know. I'm still annoyed with him leaving. I, As time has gone by, I don't really think he's that good of a player, and I don't think it'll be that big of a loss. I just am annoyed by the optics of him leaving. So, whatever. Bring on Heart. Mark. Our boy Mark.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think it's a it's a good trade, uh, Jimmy. Uh, I saved the best for last on this question. What do you want to see Casey do with that final scholarship? And then, if you have any Dejuan hot takes for our friend Ethan who's listening in,
7: well, I'm, I'm all aboard Ishmael Massoud, and I think he is a good piece. You know, he's a top 150 player at a high school. He's, you know, I I, I get where people get upset because he's he's. he's he doesn't shoot very well around the basket. He's he's about the same on twos as he is on threes, but he shot two-thirds of his shots in his career at Wake were three. So he's a four that shoots more threes than he does twos, which is interesting, but I like it. I don't hate it. He was a good defensive rebounder there. Uh, Wake Forest doesn't really try to offensive rebound, so I, I wasn't real. I'm not freaking out that he's not a big offensive rebounder. Um, and he's a New York kid. Uh, Sugar Shane has that connection and I think that's not a bad thing to uh, bring in another kid from New York City and and keep building that pipeline from hopefully New York with Shane on the staff. So I'm I'm with with bringing him in if he can come in and shoot 36 37% from 3 and shoot 3 or 4 per game and limited. I also think he's a kid that wasn't a starter and a big-time player at Wake, so he's more Likely to not become some sort of locker room problem because he's probably more likely to accept a role and not want 25 or 30 minutes a game too. So those are all things I like about him and why I want to bring him in. Um DeJuan Gordon, fantastic rebounder for a guy his size. will go get the rebounds, offensive rebounder, defensive rebounder, both sides. Plays pretty good defense, can guard probably two through four if he has to. Um, can get to the rim at times, but is not a great ball handler. Um, You can throw him oops and he can make some spectacular dunks when he's healthy. And I don't think he was ever completely healthy this year and just not a very good shooter, even though he had the green light to shoot as many threes as he wants. And uh, clearly when you shoot in the twenties from three, 20% percentage, um, you're not a good shooter. And he wasn't, he was an okay shooter in the low thirties as a freshman, so uh, I liked him. I wish he was coming back because I think he's a good player. Uh, I think for what our team needs next year, I think we got the better deal with Mark Smith for a year. Uh, but I wish we had DeJuan for two or three more. Well, definitely. All right, line. before we – ooh. He was in the 70s. He's... And that's where it's funky because, you know, usually a pretty good, and a good, good indicator of a shooter is what you shoot from the free-throw line. And DeJuan was seventy eight percent, which is pretty darn good. Uh, that's why I never lines. understood. That's why I never it understood make why sense. he just didn't yeah. take
5: like three more dribbles inside and shoot that mid range like Barry used to do.
7: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, and part of it is Bruce is adapted to modern college basketball, and you either shoot threes or you shoot in the lane and. There's not a lot of mid-range shooters. I mean, probably, I would guess, Nigel Pack shot the most mid-range shots, and then probably after that, Mike McGurl.
3: All right, we, we got Jordan up on the stage. Jordan, you've been popping in and out. First, uh, we, we've asked everyone, one, what are you sipping on? Two of the two transfers, Mark Smith and Marquise Noel, who are you most excited for? And three, your all-time favorite, K-State basketball uniform, or football uniform.
5: Um, I'm just sipping on some water because I played some basketball here recently. Um, and then for transfer, definitely Mark Smith. Um, more proven commodity for sure, at least at the Power Five level. And then favorite basketball uniform prices is like the big uh,
6: big game gray, is probably.
3: Well, first, yeah, I I said basketball. We've been uh, asking football, but basketball is a better question. I'm glad you are a big game gray guy. Uh, We got Justin Hall. He's a late addition, but before we get to Justin, just real quick, I want to let you all know that your outdoor experiences could be better. Clearly, Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively for you with their polarized lens, optimal clarity, using Japanese optics. Kanan's lenses are clear, lighter, and stronger than any other lenses, and they're impossible to scratch. I'm jealous because Grant got a pair I didn't. If you use the code K-A-N-O-N, Cast, that is K A E N O N Cast15 at Kanon.com, you get 15% off your first pair. And as always, because the state of Kansas is dumb, go over to betonline.ag. They're the spot to gamble on NHL playoffs that are right around the corner. NBA, oh, Major League Baseball, TV. before you know it, MLS will be back. So go over to betonline.ag. Justin, you're a late addition, but we're going to ask you the same three questions, anyways. What are you sipping on? What basketball recruit or transfer are you most excited for? Marquise, Noel, or Mark Smith? And third, what's your all time favorite football uniform? K State football uniform. <laughs> uh, and we try to call on Justin, he's not talking.
8: My bad. Gosh, dog. My- Can yep, y'all hear, hear me? You. Okay, great. Um, I am sipping on Boulevard Brewing Company Space Camper Cosmic IPA India Pale Ale, and I'm probably more excited for the Puerto Rican Marquis Noel. He's looks to be really, really explosive and really, really entertaining to watch. I have a feeling that Mark Smith's going to be solid, but not as explosive and not as entertaining. I hope I'm wrong, because if I am, that's a good thing, right? And I don't know shit about football, so I don't know anything about football uniforms. Sorry,
3: guys. (laughs) Do do you like the classic uh, Snyder-era uniforms, or do you like when they switch it up with the white helmets and white pants?
8: Oh, man, yeah, switch it up. Give me the white hot sex every time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, perfect. Well, we're coming
3: up on our hour – Anyone who's listening to this on the RSS feed, download the Locker Room app so you can join us next time. Uh, we're doing this every Thursday. We might switch it to 7. We're going to run a Twitter poll to see if folks would like it better at 7 versus 6. Uh, just stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have an answer for the show we drop on Monday and we'll let you know. So our out-of-the-show uh, questions we're going to do. Two questions to end it on it is going to be – what is the best live sporting event you've ever gotten to go to? And uh, two, what is one sporting event or venue you want to see before you die <laughs> cannot be related to K-State at all? So we're going to start with my guy, Evan. Evan. What's the be- best? Sorry. Who'd I cut off? I thought my mic was off. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. All right. So Evan. <laughs> best live sporting event you've ever been to and then one sporting event or uh, venue you want to see can't be related to K-State.
6: Okay. Um, best sporting event, oh, can't be related to K-State for either of them or just No, the no,
3: no, 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 the, just the second one. I, I want non-K-State related for a sporting event or venue you want to witness live.
6: Okay. Um, well, for the first one, I was at the K-State versus Kentucky game to go to the uh, Elite Eight.
3: Oh, I wish I was at that one instead of the Elite Eight
6: game. I'm, de- I'm jealous of you, Evan. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, just going to the Super Bowl would be pretty rad um, for me.
3: I like it. We're going to go to
6: Jordan. Jordan,
3: best live sporting event you've gotten to be at and one that you need to see before you end your life. Not that you're going to kill yourself, but we all die eventually.
5: Yeah, I went to the Texas K-State game in 2012, so that would probably be my favorite. Because I love football. And then for sporting event, probably the Champions League final.
3: Ooh, you're a Champions League guy. Who's your club?
5: Um, personally, West Ham. But if I'm going to reflect on one of the big clubs, Man
3: United. Okay. Always blowing bubbles. All right, uh, Hayes. Hayes, best sporting event you've been to live, and what's the one you would like to see? Uh, yeah, the best one I've been to is also K-State,
2: Texas, but my freaking mom wouldn't let me rush the field. Um, <laughs> and then my bucket list sports thing is definitely a Penn State wideout game.
3: I get, get chills every time I see one of those. So That would be a good one. Uh, we'll go up to our guy, Drew. Drew, thanks for stopping in before you go binge drinking in Aggieville. Best sporting <laughs> yes. event you've been to and one you need to see.
0: Uh, Best sporting event I've been to was by far K-State KU 2019 basketball. And then uh, the one sporting event that I want to go to, uh, I want to go to a Rose Bowl. I
3: like it. I like it. The good chef, Chef Andre Napier. I think he's the only guy who is hitting a perfect score when it comes to live shows.
5: Uh, Yeah, well, I'm always going to be here. I mean, it sucks that (laughs) you're doing this on Thursdays because that's my golf league, so I'll have to be late. But um, if we move it back, maybe there's a chance I'll be able to make it. But uh, my my favorite K-State, uh, I went to the 2014 Kansas State-West Virginia game. It was cold as shit. One by six, Jake Waters threw for, threw for like a billion yards. Tyler Lockett had a punt return. That shit was wild. Everybody was salty. They didn't get to play fucking um, – <laughs> <laughs> Take me home, Mountain Mama, or whatever the stupid song is. And uh, didn't we run for like one? I yard went to the. That? Yeah, we had one yard. <laughs> that shit was so. The was... Marcus Robinson, I think, scored like the the only rushing touchdown, and it was like two yards away. It was wild. We had. We I was so mad watching that too. game. <laughs> uh, but my, the best non-sport in K-State thing. I, I'd have, I mean. Cleveland's Browns games, maybe. Uh, We went to one, and uh, the President's Cup uh, golf when it was here in Ohio. Uh, That was pretty fun too. What's your bucket list?
3: Bucket list.
5: Oh, bucket list. Uh, I'd like to go to a UFC event, like out out of the country, like in Ireland, to see Conor McGregor fight there. That would be fucking awesome. Um, Or Africa to see Francis and Ganu fight. That would be dope.
3: Nice. All right, uh, Justin, what is the best live sporting event and what's your bucket list of
8: that? Um, best live sporting event, <clears throat> man, I've been to a lot of really good football games over the years at Bill Snyder, but probably the Valentine's Day Massacre. I went with my wife, and as hyped up as I get over K-State sports, she, like, gets even crazier than me when it comes to KU because she rode at K-State, and she grew up at K-State then and fucking hates KU. So her and I were getting crazy in the bram when Jake went off for 38. And then the one venue I'd like to go to, I'd like to go to Madison Square Garden and see an NBA game.
3: I love it. We'll go with Grant, and then we're going to end with Jimmy, because I like Jimmy more than Grant. Um, tough to choose. There's a lot of good K-State games. Um, probably...
4: Hmm, First thing that comes to mind is probably 2000 Nebraska snow game. Um, Clinch the Big 12 North sent us to the Big 12 championship. Uh, that was elite. The atmosphere was ridiculous. Coupled with the snow, and it was just all around great. Um, game I need to go to, obviously, Arsenal. I'd love to go to a North London derby in uh, the Emirates um, or some sort of Champions League. But, you know, the boys got to get back to the, to that level for me to go to one of those. So, I don't know. But I gotta head out.
3: Gotta walk my pregnant
4: wife and see if we can get this baby out of her.
7: Adios, well, good everybody. luck. Nice
3: to hear from you. Good luck, Grant. Yes, and then we'll end with Jimmy because he is good luck, my buddy. favorite.
7: Oh my! Um, the, the funny thing is, I've been to so many K State games that, that I can remember, but the best sporting event was Game Two of the 2015 World Series because my team was actually playing for a real championship. And just being at a World Series game was ridiculous and tailgating and all the everything that went into being at a World Series game is pretty, pretty fantastic. And uh, I mean, I'm a bigger K-State fan than a Royals fan, probably. But I still love the Royals and, and just being at a ballpark in a World Series game is pretty special. As far as where I'd like to go, um, I've been to a practice round at the Masters, but the actual Maybe Sunday at the Masters or or a British Open event would be up there uh, along with the Final Four uh, would be pretty cool. Both those Final Four games um, would be pretty cool to be in person and have good seats, not like 30,000 rows away in one of those football stadiums, but near the court. So that's what I'd pick.
3: Perfect. Well, that is all we have. We went a little bit over an hour. We will be doing this again um, I'll do a Twitter poll. If anyone wants to put in the chat whether they prefer this at 6 central or 7 central, put it in the chat. We'll have a Twitter poll. Anyone who's listening to this on the RSS feed, uh, you can tweet at me. You can uh, text me if you have my number. Let me know which time would work best for you. We'll have a Twitter poll that goes up later tonight and we'll let it run for a couple days. Um, Andre, I don't think about Eastern. That's fine. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. Thank you for coming on. For, to everyone who spoke, thank you for spending some time with us. To the handful of folks that were in the uh, room just listening in, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, we're doing this every Thursday uh, from here until the rest of, uh, or for, for the rest of the year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially once football and basketball season eventually come back. But we're going to have a lot of fun this off season as well. We love you guys, and I want to give a special shout out to the good chef who is three for three when coming on to these live shows. So ooh, chef, ooh. I'm giving since you have a perfect score, I'm giving you the final word. Meet
1: me at the cathead. There you go. There was a ghost inside my room last night. Here I go, pass me the microphone baby. I can show you what it takes to begin There was a ghost inside my room last night It came to me as no surprise Let me go. So long, walk not from here, baby. You can show me all the mistakes I made, and still make. a ghost inside my room last night The rest of the world was tucked in tight She swore to me that if I fell asleep She'd me worse inside my dreams So, here I go Pass me the bottle back, baby Sure, I yeah, had to ruin everything. How oh, everything.
7: Sports
8: Social Podcast Network.